0: Welcome to my IELTS classroom, the podcast where two English experts talk all things IELTS. I'm Shelley Cornick. and I'm Nick Long. And today we are looking at the four report questions from Cambridge IELTS 17. What is the simple recipe for success in an IELTS report? How do Nick and I think you should approach each of the four tasks, and which one do we think is the most difficult? in Cambridge, 17. Good evening, Nick. How are you doing? Good evening. (laughs) Have you had a good weekend?
1: That was my uh, very bad Scottish accent, because I have had a good weekend.
0: Have you? What have you been doing? Why are you giving me a Scottish accent?
1: Because I made some uh, homemade Scottish tablet.
0: Scottish tablets. I have no idea what Not that is. Tablets. But wait.
1: Cuz that sounds a little bit um oh <laughs> it sounds like something different but a Scottish drugged. tablet. It,
0: okay, well, you said it's noun. You've said you've made it. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it's some type of food.
1: Yeah, it's a very sweet and tasty Scottish treat. Is it? Yeah, I don't know actually where it's from, but my grandma well, my mum's family are all from the borders, like twenty-five miles south of Edinburgh. Yeah, and it was a big thing there, and my grandma used to buy it from the bakery when she went as a treat for us.
0: And you would have it like a little square after dinner, or on a Saturday afternoon with exactly. a can of coke.
1: Well, no, not a can of coke. I don't, I don't touch that stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is worse than coke, to be honest. It's way is it more pure sugar. It's pure sugar, yeah, but it's very. It's like kind of like fudge but hard. And when you put it in, when you put it in your mouth, it kind of like melts in your mouth.
0: Oh, delicious. It's
1: it's absolutely delicious. Um, So yeah, I made that and I've eaten most of it and I feel very unhealthy today.
0: I was going to (laughs) say, is there any left? (laughs) There is some left. I did
1: make a kilogram and a half.
0: So, you know. Okay. Well, that should keep (laughs) you going until about Wednesday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm actually going to uh, Edinburgh at the weekend. Very nice. So maybe I will see if I can find some proper Scottish tablet and post you. Uh,
1: will definitely post be able it to, to find you. some.
0: Or at least taste it. You definitely
1: should taste it as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's oh, taste, sensation.
2: taste sensation. Taste <laughs> sensation.
0: Very good. I'm going to, I'm trying to organize my own taste sensation, Nick, but mm. rather than making something sweet, I've decided that this year I'm going to have a little herb garden in the back garden. Oh, excellent. We're going to do yes. the same on our balcony. Are you? Mm-hmm. So, um... I went to the garden centre this weekend. Very expensive to buy a box to grow herbs in. Really? Wow. Yeah, like sort of a three-tiered one. is mm-hmm. about £80. Oh, my. So I've decided I'm going to go to a car boot sale, buy some wood and make my own... Yes, that's what I like to hear. ...herb growing station. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for developments to see how I get on with that. I did do woodwork at school, which I thought was quite progressive for the <laughs> 80s for mm-hmm. girls. Um So see if I can remember how to uh, join together. (laughs) tenons and Mortons or whatever it was called, the different um, joins that you could do. So, Nick, I got a bit sidetracked this week. My plan for today was that we were definitely going to do the building paragraphs Mm -hmm. lesson. That has not been forgotten. We will be doing that next week. But sometimes... I get distracted during the week by mm-hmm. a something interesting or a question or something that I've been doing in class. Mm-hmm. And this morning I was trying to send a student who I've been working with for quite a while, a academic task one question. Mm. And I was having a look through all of the questions that I usually use. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I haven't looked at any of the questions. Or I haven't started using the questions in the recent book. So the Cambridge 17. Mm -hmm. So I went through all of the questions. I'm going to be honest, Nick, I've just was quite surprised Mm. at the difficulty, I guess I'm going to say, of some of the questions inside that book. I would say that they all are questions that look familiar. So if you were just flicking through the book, you would just say, okay, there's a bar chart, there's a line graph, there's a map. So they all on the surface look mm-hmm. kind of standard. Right. But once I actually was, you know, because I had a cup of tea and I was thinking about it and I started to think, you know, what are, would the key features be? How would I organize these reports? Mm. I actually think some of these are much trickier than previous books. So I thought what we could do today is, and I know you haven't looked at these before. I haven't yeah.
1: No, I like the surprise of it because it's going to be tricky. I
0: am putting you on the spot mm-hmm. here. Um, so I thought what we'd do is really have a look at these questions, really just to offer our students some moral support. Cause if mm-hmm. our students have been using this book yeah. and have been struggling with some of these reports, I can understand why. Mm-hmm. So for some of them, I'm not even sure that I've got answers, but I just thought the actual process of us looking at them and mm. talking about them would help. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are new to IELTS or you are new to our podcast, um, this probably isn't the best first <laughs> lesson <laughs> if you have never, you know, if you haven't started preparing for reports. So, if that is you, what I would recommend that you might want to do is maybe pause this and go to our website, com. Have a click on free videos and you can watch the first Three videos in our academic task one report writing course for free. Mm -hmm. That's going to give you just an overview of what is expected of you in that course. Um, Things we're going to be talking about today actually go back to previous episodes we've done about task one. We did an episode about maps and a new type of map. We did. I think anybody listening who hasn't done that should go back and do that first in the same way, um, we also did one about a new type of line graph last year.
1: Yeah, tricky on that one.
0: I think that's also relevant for mm-hmm. today. So when I say that today's lesson is an advanced lesson, I say that in a kind way because <laughs> I just don't want anybody to feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. All right, um, report writing is actually if you if you want it to be quite simple. Mm. But it can also be, if you're looking for the highest marks, quite complicated. So we'll try and do a bit of both today, Nick. We'll look at the simple way to approach these mm-hmm. and the more complicated way to approach them. Um, but the final thing to say before we begin is that you can see all of these um, tasks or all of the diagrams on our website. So if you go to blog.myieltsclassroom.com, what you might want to do before Nick and I start analysing them mm-hmm. is have a look at these four questions yourself and just think you know, what you should be thinking is what would the key features for these reports be and how would you organise them? What would your approach be? What are you going to be putting into the specific paragraphs? That said, Nick, just as a really simple support for anybody who is new, who wants to, you know, have a crack at this lesson in terms of the way we structure our report. So we're going to be given some mm-hmm. sort of diagram, right, today. Yeah. It might be a map, it might be a line graph, it might be a table. For any report, what are the sort of three parts of the report that the examiner is going to be looking for?
1: The introduction, first of all.
0: Yes. And ha- and where are they going to get the information for that
1: introduction? The introduction comes from the title of the
0: task. Yeah. So it's just a paraphrase, isn't it, of Mm -hmm. of what we're told in the task. So that's going to be your first paragraph. What's going to come next?
1: Next, we're going to have what's called the overview.
0: Yes. And what is that?
1: Well, if you've been to university and you've had to read reports for some university course, usually when you look at a report, you will see the title at the top. Mm -hmm. And then there will be what's called sometimes an abstract or an overview. Mm Which basically shows, on the first page, on the front page, it shows the findings of the thing that they were mm-hmm. investigating. Mm-hmm. So in that overview, you're going to give a very sort of general mm-hmm. overview or analysis mm-hmm. of the chart in a couple of sentences. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a great Covering
1: the main points, basically.
0: Exactly. I mean, the way I think I teach it, I've always taught it is is kind of what you said is let's imagine Nick can see the chart and I can't Mm -hmm. and Nick he doesn't you know I can't see the chart so all of the numbers and the statistics and that don't mean anything to me Mm -hmm. all I want Nick to do is say you know what is what is this chart actually telling us in a couple of sentences Mm -hmm. now If you've done our task one course, or if you've been studying IELTS for a long time, you should know that the overview is actually kind of the key or the most important thing Mm -hmm. in your report. Because that is the basis, the quality of your overview is really the foundation of your score for task achievement. And also, if you've got a good overview, if you found a couple of key features, I would say for each chart, you're going to be looking for two or three main themes. And if you can knit those together into two sentences, I think you've done the perfect job. Um, and probably, depending on what those key features are, they may help you organize logically the third aspect of a report, which is, Nick, the details, the specific details. So mm-hmm. that's the point there where you switch from the general kind of summary that we've got in the overview mm-hmm. and I, to the actual giving of the trends, including statistics that you can see mm-hmm. um, in the chart. Now, obviously, if you've got a map, those trends aren't going to include statistics, but they will then include the specific changes or the mm-hmm. things that happened. If you've got a process, again, there are no numbers, but then you're going to go and explain the a- actual specific steps yeah. in the process one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, The most important thing for those specific details is that you're summarizing what you can see on the chart and you're making comparisons. Mm -hmm. So what you just want to be really careful of is that you make sure that you include all of the items shown on the chart. Mm -hmm. So that just simply means if you're given, I don't know, a table that gives oil prices for England, America and Australia, you make sure you give me something... About England, America, and Australia. Mm-hmm. There might be 10 years on that chart. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to give me every year, but mm-hmm. you do have to mention
2: mm-hmm.
0: each of the items. So be very careful that you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't want to see every item, we want to see the main points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm drawn out. Now, today, Nick, I don't think we'll really be looking so much at the specific details all the time. I think yeah. we're going to be looking at more, what will the key features be? How would we structure then mm-hmm. our specific details, paragraphs? What would we discuss in the first? Mm-hmm. What we we discuss in the second? So I'm going to share my screen with Nick now. And Nick, <laughs> you can see that the first task a map. is... A map. Mm. So do you want to just read the instruction? I mean, it's going to be very difficult if you're just listening to this and you can't see the map. I'm Mm -hmm. going to be honest. It's going to be impossible really to follow. But just read out that, um, yeah, the the task for us, Nick. So
1: it says, the maps below show an industrial area in the town of Norbiton and planned future development of the site. Summarize the main uh, summarize the information by selecting and reporting the main features and make comparisons where relevant, which is always our task in task one, isn't it?
0: It is exactly so that never changes. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, you might want a, a couple of minutes to have a look at this task mm. and digest mm-hmm. what you see. Um, I can tell
1: you instantly what I see.
0: What do you see?
1: Disappointment. <laughs> Why? <laughs> The destruction of industry (laughs) Right exactly
0: I mean so For any Right so I mean you've just literally looked at this Nick Mm -hmm. Okay so you know I think you've already Maybe spotted the main key Feature Mm -hmm. so if we look at The town today or Sorry the Norberton industrial area It's Mm -hmm. not actually the town Mm -hmm. What is the Norberton industrial area
1: It's an industrial area
0: Yeah it's just a load of (laughs) factories isn't it Yeah it is and then in the future what's going what's it going to be it's going to be uh housing d- development it's a, i mean it's literally almost like a mini extended town isn't it
1: yeah yeah like a little suburb
0: a suburb mm-hmm. right that's a good word all of the factories are gone mhm bye bye jobs for the people mm-hmm. in the town <laughs> and then it's place it's basically a housing estate, isn't it? Yeah, with a couple oh. of other
1: extra little sort of services there as well.
0: Yeah, amenities. amenities presumably mm-hmm. there's a school mm-hmm. for the children who live in the houses, a little medical centre and a parade of shops. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're going to sum this up, we're not going to be talking about the the details of all of the bits that have changed. But mm. I mean, in general, I guess we'd want a sentence that says, you know, the Norberton Industrial Area... Will no longer exist mm-hmm. and it will be replaced. Um, I don't know. I think a suburb, right? Would be.
1: I would say, yeah, I would say like a suburb or a housing development or a housing estate, maybe.
0: A small housing, a estate, small housing estate with amenities to service it. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, really, you might think that that one sentence summarizes everything, which it. Pretty much does. Mm. However, I do think we always want a couple of sentences in our overview.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: once we've you know spoken about the change in the buildings, mm-hmm. is there anything else we could mention?
1: Well, I definitely think we want to mention the farmland.
0: Yeah, we could mention the farmland because there's like to the north of the river. North,
1: yeah, because there's the, the whole the factories occupy the area south of the river. They're all gone. Mm. The road has stayed the same in in places mm-hmm. we've got a new roundabout installed and a couple of extra new roads as well yeah um but yeah i think like north of the river is all farmland but now there's yeah. a bridge over the river uh, a road mm-hmm. over the river and a sort of a long housing development as well
0: yeah so so i agree with you i think probably once we've sort of spoken about that The buildings and the amenities Mm -hmm. I do think we could talk about the road design couldn't we and maybe the farmland Mm -hmm. so you might want to as a second sentence say you know however although the original road design still exists it is has been extended Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and maybe most notably to the north of the river replacing half of the farmland or something Mm -hmm. yeah so, as you can see, if you're listening to this and you can't see our map, you don't actually, you can't visualize the exact changes mm-hmm. yet, right? But what you know, and that's what makes some good key features, is that the industry is gone, we've now got a housing estate, mm-hmm. and the road's kind of the same, but it's been extended. Yeah. I do, think, I
1: do think there's a really good opportunity here as well for a little bit yeah. of uh, topic-specific vocabulary. We've yes. got some of the development taking place on a brownfield site, Oh. And some of the development taking place on a greenfield site. To the north. So
0: what's a brownfield site? Brown- that so
1: brownfield is. Um, well, give me. Let me give you an example. York, the city, yeah. the city where I grew up. Um, it's surrounded by a greenfield, by a green belt, basically. So yeah. there's no development al- around allowed around the edge of York. So what they oh, did okay. over the last twenty twenty five years, where that yeah. whenever there was a building or a factory that wasn't being used, they knocked it down and built some new housing or they converted the factory into flats or mm. something like that. And that's what we called in the, in the planning, in the planning um, industry is what's called a brownfield
0: site. So it's, it's replacing. So a brownfield site would be where there's already some sort of building. Yep. So you're not, and you're not building over anything green basically with a new types of building. Whereas mm-hmm. greenfield would be where you're taking something that's completely empty or yep. pristine or green. Exactly. Mm hmm. Wow. I mean, that's bloody good. (laughs) That's really good. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you can incorporate that, that would be incredible. Um, I guess then the main decision we've got to do, we've got to make next. Mm. And this comes back to our previous lesson on maps. So again, this might be a bit confusing if you haven't watched that. But as we said before, like traditionally in IELTS, map reports were always kind of approached by talking, you know, by dividing whatever we were given into two specific areas. So it Mm -hmm. might be the east of the town and the west of the town Mm -hmm. or the north of the town and the south of the town. Mm -hmm. And then just having, you know, one paragraph where we describe the east and one paragraph where we do the west or the north and the south. Mm -hmm. Or it might be divided in terms of the types of changes. So you could have, you know, the changes to housing in one paragraph And the changes to roads Mm. in another paragraph. Mm -hmm. That's the traditional kind of way of approaching maps. Mm -hmm. That used to be when we had big towns where lots of different things were happening or islands. More recently, I also have been giving us maps of like one specific building. So a sports center. Sports
1: center, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Or um, one specific um, area. So it might be like a park. So it's not a building always. Mm in those sorts of charts you might want to consider having a different type of organization mm. which is if you can see that you know when we use the sports center i think as our example because mm-hmm. that is one in the cambridge books yeah. the original sports center which we're shown is kind of incorporated or included
2: mm-hmm. in the
0: future plan so it doesn't actually change very much
2: yeah it's minimal so isn't it?
0: When you've got, yeah, so when the second map essentially Mm -hmm. just shows extensions to the first map, Mm -hmm. you might want to consider not dividing sports centres into, you know, east and west, which (laughs) is a bit weird, Mm -hmm. but in the first paragraph to literally describe what the sports centre is like now. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be purely descriptive and probably quite short. Mm -hmm. And then in the second paragraph, explaining what has been added or Mm -hmm. what has been changed. Now, for this... Mm. chart Nick, what does your um gut tell you might be the easiest way to do this one
1: I'm not sure to be honest I think what I would probably do mm. I'd maybe talk about maybe talk about the housing in one paragraph mm. and then Maybe talk about the services and the roads in another paragraph. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not confident in that at all. I don't think it's a good way to do
0: it. So, Well, you could. I mean, this is... I, I think if you were a student looking at this, mm-hmm. I think that would look quite an attractive way of doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think, and I'm saying this because I've had more time to think about it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think I might go for the sort of second type of approach
2: mm-hmm.
0: in that I might describe the first map in the first paragraph. So what Norberton Industrial Era is like now.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And that will be quite short because essentially it would just be something saying, you know, currently the industrial areas to the east of the town It is accessed by one road Mm
1: -hmm. along
0: the south, um, which has one exit to a roundabout, around which... There are are three
1: buildings, three factories.
0: Three factories Mm -hmm. and there is one eastern exit or one exit to the east along which is five more factories
2: mm-hmm.
0: done. And then I think in the second paragraph, I might sort of then start by coming from the town again
2: mm-hmm.
0: and say, you know, in the future, um, the area is still accessed from the town, but, and then I would start to introduce the changes. So mm-hmm. I guess the first change, them. yeah. Mm-hmm is. So I always like thinking it's quite nice if you do things in the same way. So now as you just said mm-hmm. to access there's now an extra roundabout, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um you and could, then I you might you could even
1: say, say like which could help with the flow of traffic or right. help with the flow of increased traffic for example. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in terms of the in terms of the factories you can just say, you know, um the original roundabout remains but all of the factories have been removed. Mhm. Um, and replaced instead by shops and a medical center.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And two new, do you know what I mean? Two yeah. new sets of housing to a new exit to the west.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then to the east it remains. But so just literally go around mm-hmm. and then maybe say, you know, at the end, then talk about maybe using your language. Like the most significant development is a new road to the north, which goes across the river.
2: Mm-hmm
0: you got to, I would think you've got to mention that bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Into a new greenfield development site
2: mm-hmm.
0: on the old farmland mm-hmm. and do it that way. But I just wonder if sort of doing it in terms of like coming in,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the roundabout is the same, but it's got two, no, has it got, yeah, two new exits,
2: mm-hmm.
0: one to the west and one to the north. Yep. Each, yeah, maybe that would be a good way of saying it. Two new exits, each, which leads to more housing. Mm-hmm and to the east and then just mention the school do you think?
1: no I think that's good actually I think yeah you have a short paragraph which describes what it's like now yeah um, and I would mention the farmland in that as well
0: yeah I think you're right I Mm -hmm. didn't do that I think you should yeah
1: and the river as well maybe like there's a river to the north farmland on the other side yeah and then yeah as you go through the changes you're going to structure the paragraph in the same way yeah and comment on each change and how it's changed because then you're making comparisons as well aren't you
0: so, exactly. Now, mm-hmm. you're right. I should have mentioned the river and the farmland in the first paragraph. I think that's right, Nick. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the key thing, is that mm-hmm. the first paragraph will be quite short. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, for other maps, that could be a complete disaster. You don't mm-hmm. want to say, you know, this is the place now and this is the place in the future, if everything changes, because <laughs> yeah. otherwise it's too confusing. But yeah. because the river's the same... The road out is the same. The roundabout is the same we 've mm-hmm. still got the east access. I think so much is the same.
1: that you could do it like that definitely couldn't you
0: yeah, but it's just easier to say that's mm-hmm. all that all remains, but the factories are gone there 's mm-hmm. a couple of new roads mm-hmm. yeah, and do it that way.
1: good, Never thought of it like that that's a good idea actually
0: yeah that's the funny thing about maps is I think the language is relatively easy if yes. you've studied. Mm-hmm. There's only what 10 verbs or 15 verbs you need to know, really, mm-hmm. to be able to write great map reports. Mm-hmm. But I do think sometimes, you know, if you if you did this as the East and the West.
1: They're by far the hardest to analyze, I think, sometimes. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I don't know what you do, you'd be splitting the roundabout in yeah, the middle. It, doesn't, it you? doesn't
1: work east and west on this one at all. It doesn't
0: make any sense. And, no. and unfortunately, there's not enough north of the river to do north and south. There is half of it. Mm was north you might be able to do that Mm -hmm. but yeah so that to me i think if a student was able to understand that was the easiest way of doing it Mm -hmm. the actual writing shouldn't be that difficult yeah um but what was it again brown what brown brownfield site Brownfield site, Greenfield site. Right, whoever writes that in their report gets a nine. You've got Mr. Nick Loan. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that one. All right, so before we move on, then, on a level of difficulty, what would, where would we place that one?
1: It's pretty hard. I mean, compared to a typical map, it's pretty hard. Um, yeah. But I think once you have, once you get that, what we've just talked about with the yeah. sort of way to do it, it's not very difficult.
0: No, if anything, I think what's kind of strange about that map is Mm -hmm. that the key features are not difficult to find,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but describing the chart, if you don't, if you don't organize it in that way, which Mm -hmm. we just did, I think it could all get a little bit confusing. confusing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the one piece of advice I would give for maps is, you know, a person who cannot see the map must be able to sort of visualize or follow what you're saying. So Mm -hmm. if you're just sort of always saying the houses were replaced by this and this was replaced by that, it can become a little bit difficult to actually visualize, which is why start from one place and do the same description in the same way Mm -hmm. from start to finish definitely helps. All right, let's move on then to the second Chart Nick, do you want to read the introduction Mm -hmm. for this one?
1: The table and charts below give information on the police budget for 2017 and 2018 in one area of Britain. The table shows where the money came from, and the charts show how it was distributed.
0: Right, great. So, this is what I would call a double trouble chart. Double trouble. We've got two Mm -hmm. um, different types of charts here, however, both are very small Mm -hmm. as in they do not contain very many pieces of information Mm -hmm. in our police budget which is a table we've got four sources so that's four sources for two years that's only eight pieces of information Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and in our um pie charts we've only got three bits of information they Mm -hmm. don't have a wide amount of spending do they the police Mm. (laughs) so really in total you've only got what's that a 14 specific bits of statistics. Yeah. Right. Which compared to some charts is is quite a small amount, much. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so mm. we do have a if, very long title
1: for this one though.
0: Well you're gonna have a, a big introduction. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would try to write your introduction as um, one sentence yeah. if you can. Mm-hmm. Um so there will be a larger, yeah sort of a relatively long introduction. Mm-hmm. Um whenever you've got a double-trouble chart. So if you've got any combination of different, you know, two... I don't even say two charts, because you might have two pie charts that show the same thing.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But if you've got, you know, two sets of charts Mm -hmm. which are showing different things, it's really important in the overview that you have a key feature Mm
1: -hmm.
0: for each set of charts. Definitely. So this is why I think it's kind of almost too simple, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the table, Nick... Mm -hmm. We've got four sources and we've got two years. So, whenever you've got two years, you definitely want to, you know, the first thing you want to focus on is what changed. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't, we got three sources in a total.
2: Yeah.
0: So, right. even less okay.
1: information, really, isn't it? It's
0: even less information, then, really. Mm-hmm. So, if we have a look at what increased, you know, you mm-hmm. <laughs> should use little arrows to have a look on your paper. I mean, what have we got there?
1: Well, I think I'd probably say something like overall, the total revenue increased. Yeah, for the police, um, over the over the period, uh, with the majority of the increase coming from local taxes. Right, Or something and I like think that. you've
0: done the right thing, then Nick. Because mm. what you know, the, the absolute easiest overview mm-hmm. would just be overall, you know, revenue from all three sources increased. Mm-hmm. You could say that. Yeah. But if you're aiming for a seven or higher, that is probably... A bit too
1: simplistic, isn't
0: it? It's a bit too simplistic. So I think what Nick has done is exactly what I think you should do is, can you tell us which, you know, with the, with the largest increase coming from local taxes?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Brilliant. Done. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's all you can really... I mean, there's nothing else to say there, is there? If we ever look at the pie charts mm-hmm. then... Now, again, these are kind of relatively simple. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess with any pie chart, my advice would always be... It doesn't matter what they show; just have a look at the shapes of the things that we're shown, mm-hmm. right? So, if you look at the shape of the two charts, mm-hmm. you know, are they drastically different? Very, if you're look, just looking at the colours, they're very similar, mm-hmm. right? So, in, I mean, in terms of then how the money was spent,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I would say the spending patterns were was, was relatively similar in both years, but technology
1: I mean, had a bigger increase or something like that.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So Mm -hmm. I might, I mean, I would probably want to mention the fact that salaries were definitely the highest. Yes. Um, So, you know, something like, you know, spending was relatively similar in both years with the majority being spent on salaries, Mm -hmm. although technology shows, was the only area that showed an increase or something. Mm -hmm. So that's quite a lot of information for that chart. But I mean, if you wanted to do it really simply, Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, as I would said for the table, you probably want to look at increases or decreases. Mm -hmm. The problem is that you've got one increase, (laughs) one decrease, and one remains stable. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to describe that as a general trend. But whenever you've got a pie chart, that's probably indicating that they're looking at sort of like the most or the least. So that might be another way of looking at that. So, you know, just saying salaries... Um, got the most, or maybe we could do it like that. Salaries got by far, you know, salaries received by far the highest percentage of the money, but technology saw the only increase despite having the lowest allocation or something. Mm -hmm. I actually think it is as simple as that. I mean, and again, I do want to sort of say to people don't get overwhelmed by Mm -hmm. thinking oh I've got to really find there must be something really complicated happening here Mm -hmm. if you literally just said the police receive more money in particular from local taxes Mm -hmm. but the majority was spent in both time periods on salaries Mm -hmm. that would be fine Mm -hmm. right if you can add you know that there's a similar pattern of spending and that it was the lowest that's all great but you know really what's important is that what you're saying is accurate it's clear and it's concise yes and then you move on to the specific details. And I guess, Nick, for the specific details, I mean, there's not really... I mean, you know, I think I,
1: you're just going to run through everything. You'll probably talk about the table in paragraph one. Yeah. So overall, you would say revenue increased by, um, what is it, 13.9 million. Yeah. Uh, with the majority of that coming from an increase in local taxes, and then you would mm-hmm. write the the number. Um, yeah. National government also increased the amount of money um, yeah. spent on police by two point three million. The smallest increase, however, came from other sources, for example, grants, which increased by five hundred thousand pounds.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and you might, just... the only thing I, I think that's brilliant. The only thing I might add into that was mm-hmm. that national government was the biggest contributor in Overall. both years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other sources with the lowest. So you could, mm-hmm. as well as talking about the change, you could talk about what was the highest and what, what was, was the lowest. lowest. Mm-hmm. But that's it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, and then again, for the how the money was spent, mm-hmm. like you just said, start with the salaries, because that's the highest. Mm-hmm. So that should probably go first. So a full... Um, the only thing I would say for any pie chart, I mean, if when I'm looking at this, there's one number that stands out to me, Nick. Do you know what that might be?
1: 17% because it's nope. the same. <laughs> oh, because it's the same. No,
0: I was thinking more 75% because mm. if you've you got a pie say. chart... Yeah. Yeah.
1: It took up three quarters of the budget.
0: You might want to try and use a fraction.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I might sort of say, you know, in 2017, three quarters of the budget um, was spent on mm-hmm. salaries, but this had fallen... now. It's annoying that it's Mm not 66%, which is two-thirds. Yeah. But you could probably say, because I do think you want to combine the same... It's a bit weird to put a fraction and then say 69%. Mm -hmm. You might want to say exactly three-quarters was allocated to salaries in 2017, but this would fall into just over two-thirds in 2018. Yeah, Yeah, you
1: could actually. That would be good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then it's Mm -hmm. done like that. And Mm -hmm. so really... In terms of difficulty, I think this is about as easy as it gets.
1: Yeah, do you think? it is. I mean, yeah, for sure. Tables and pie charts are not always the easiest ones to do. And you've got two, no. two very simple ones here. The difficulty comes from talking about both of them, I guess. And yeah. having a good, clear overview. Having a good, clear overview. of the key information from both. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And maybe also having... Um, Having the ability from a simple chart mm-hmm. to create a range of different sentences, mm. right? Because a weaker student would just probably say, you know, increase from two, mm-hmm. rose from two. They mm-hmm. might use different verbs, but only a good student is going to be able to create a nice range mm-hmm. of different sentence structures from relatively simple material, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: But if you are just starting report writing and would like to, um, Yeah, and would like a relatively simple chart to start from, I think that is about it. I think that's about as easy as it gets, Mm -hmm. really. Um, Because there's not even a a way of linking the two charts, is there?
2: Not really.
0: So, you know, if you've just done that one, you're probably thinking this report writing is pretty easy. (laughs) And then you get on to question number three. So, Nick, have a little read of the uh, introduction to this one. I think I've seen this one before somewhere.
1: But it mm. says the chart below gives information about how families in one country spent their weekly income in 1968 and
0: 2018. Mm. So what we can see here is we've got how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we've got eight different sectors, I guess. Mm-hmm where families spent their money. So we've got food, housing, fuel, clothing, household goods, personal goods, transport, and leisure. Mm -hmm. So as this is a change chart, Mm -hmm. I guess the first thing we want to focus on is the change, Mm -hmm. right? So what I would be hoping for as a student is, as I put my little arrows, like what increased in spending and what decreased in Mm -hmm. spending, the ideal thing to find would be, everything increased with the exception of one thing right or everything decreased with the exception of one thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that what we can see here nick
1: no we've got a mixed trend
0: here complete mix right food fell housing grew fuel fell clothing fell etc etc which is fine right that can happen and when that does happen what i would then encourage students to do would be to have a look at the things which people spent more on mhm in 2018 compared to 1968 mm-hmm. and the things that they spent less on now actually this is very very similar to a chart which is in a book called Instant IELTS mm-hmm. and was actually the, the this was the chart I always used to use with students in the very first lesson for report writing
2: mm-hmm.
0: because in that one when you had a look at what I oh, know that wasn't about households it was about student spending mm-hmm. right when you had a look at the student spending mm-hmm. what they spent less on was stuff like accommodation, food, and books. Mm. And what they spent more on was stuff like entertainment, non-essential travel, (laughs) and alcohol, right? (laughs) So if you looked at those three things, if you're like, well, what do the things that increase have in common and what do they have that decreases? Mm. It was essentially like they spent less on essential goods Mm -hmm. and more on non-essential goods, right? So there was a really clear distinction. If we look at the things, even from the first two items here,
1: housing is essential, food is essential, but they're spending less on food and more on housing.
0: Yeah. So immediately that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Now, I always think that there are procedures you can use to find the key features, right? Mm. So like things, and this is what I would do. I do those arrows. I'd like look at what increased and what decreased to find a connection. Mm -hmm. But I also think there are times when you have to abandon (laughs) What usually works? Because I just mm-hmm. think for here, I mean, can you see a pattern?
1: No, there are, I don't think there's a clear one, to be honest.
0: No, um, I don't think there is either. So if there's not a pattern, what you might do is you might sort of say, well, are they kind of spending similar amounts on most things? Mm. Um, And then maybe there's one or two which have seen huge changes. I mean, mm-hmm. is that true for this? Kind
1: of, I guess. I mean, you've got fuel and power, clothing and footwear to an extent, household goods, personal goods, mm. maybe transport are fairly similar. Yeah. But I mean, even with clothing and footwear and transport, there's still quite a big change, actually. Yeah.
0: There is. Yeah. I think there is. So I think you might just be, and you remember, we've got 20 minutes to write this report, mm-hmm. right? Although the key features are important, the examiners also are not told the key features. Yeah. And for this sort of chart, they would be struggling as much as you are. So I think, you know, if the worst comes to the worst, and this is what I want to talk about, it's better to have something and to finish on time Mm -hmm. than to keep looking and looking and looking when Mm -hmm. there might not actually be anything there. Mm -hmm. So once, if if you're not sure, you know, the easiest thing to ever look for is highest and lowest. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in 1968 definitely most money was, or the highest percentage was spent on food, wasn't it? Definitely, yeah. Um, and then in 2018, most is spent on... Leisure. Leisure, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So you might literally just want to come up with something as simple as that as one mm-hmm. of your key features, right? Mm-hmm. Now, a bit like we said before, Nick, what that you did for the table, you might want to talk about the biggest changes as well. Yeah. So we could say something like, well, the majority or why by far the most or by far the highest percentage was spent on food mm-hmm. in 1968. This saw the biggest change in pattern of spending. Yeah. Or do you know what I mean? Or this showed the biggest decrease. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in 2018, most were spent on leisure, which I think saw the biggest increase, actually. It did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. I mean... That could be it. It's not great because it's not summarising everything. But you could then honestly just say most of the other sectors saw fairly similar amounts of spending, Mm -hmm. with the exception of housing and transport. Maybe you could, yeah. And then
1: you've mentioned all of them, haven't you?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just I think this is a really unfair chart (laughs) because if you do good practice,
1: you can't really use it here, can you?
0: No, nothing works. I mean, are you seeing anything that I missed this afternoon with my cup of tea?
1: It's it's a bit confusing, but I think you're right. I think if you talk about the biggest in 68 and and then in 18, and then ironically, they're the two biggest changes as well. And then in the final sentence, you can mention that, yeah. In the other areas, there were some which showed some change, but yeah. the majority stayed relatively similar
0: or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. The For the remainder, they're all fairly similar with the exception of housing and transport. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think... The only other thing I thought of was that... I don't know if this works, though.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Was something that... Um, if you if you actually look at 1968, mm-hmm. just the black lines,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's a huge difference. Like, food is by far... It's way more expensive you know, take, than anything else. But isn't then it? everything else is actually fairly similar.
1: Yeah.
0: Doesn't it? All those black lines are mm-hmm. sort of all under 10%. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Now it's like a more even spread, if you know what I mean, between yeah. that could be another one. So while, you know, food predominated spending mm-hmm. in 1968, in 2018, there was a more even spread mm-hmm. of distribution of income between the eight areas. Mm-hmm. But I am struggling. <laughs> Right? So if you were struggling, go for the easiest thing. The easiest thing is always the highest and the lowest, mm-hmm. but you've got to do something about change. And as you said, it's just lucky that food saw the biggest decrease and leisure saw the biggest increase. So that is actually including some kind of um, some kind of change mm-hmm. in our overview. In terms then, Nick, of how we're going to divide these items into two paragraphs, what is your instinct telling you?
1: Probably I will focus in paragraph one on the four most expensive things in 2018.
0: So the things which took up the most Yeah,
1: so that would be leisure, housing, food, and transport in that order. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I
1: would also mention again that leisure and food had the biggest change.
2: Mm -hmm. and then
1: in paragraph two i would talk about um first of all household goods because it's the same yeah and then i would talk about them in order of expense so clothing and footwear and then fuel and power and personal goods at the end probably
0: right so you're going to focus on the sort of you're going to focus on 2018 basically as Mm -hmm. in what took up the most in 2018 and what Mm -hmm. was the least Mm -hmm. that is definitely one approach i don't i've been Like for all charts, there's not always a right way and a wrong way of doing it. I think Mm. that is a great way of doing it. I think the
1: key thing is to have some solid logic. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, you could put, um, what how many things so food fell, Mm -hmm. clothing and footwear fell, Mm -hmm. personal goods fell. And household goods stayed the same. So you could do that could in put, one
1: paragraph, couldn't
0: you? You could do all that in one. You mm-hmm. could sort of say 1968, blah blah blah. Food was the you know most, but families spent the most on food, but this had fallen. This had halved. Actually, you could use there almost. It had halved. Yeah, it's halved. It? Um, mm-hmm. So you could do you know next was. Da, da, da. So you could do it that way.
2: Definitely. Yeah, in
0: terms of what fell from 1968 and then what increased. Mm-hmm or what people spent more on again you've just got a lot of information here
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's not a, a huge pattern the key thi- the, 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 honestly the key thing ironically not the key feature is that you get something down and you get it finished just mm-hmm. you're going you're going to have to mention all of the items you're going to have to have four of them in the first paragraph and four in the second mm-hmm. how you do it is not really that important and this is what i'm wondering if this is the the trend mm-hmm. That I'm seeing from IELTS is that they either give you something that's super simple
2: mm-hmm.
0: or so difficult <laughs> that actually all that matters is your ability to write good sentences. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it's about how are you able to take all this information? You know, it would be good to draw comparisons. So I think that's where your one works, Nick, because you could talk about, you know, similar amounts mm-hmm. were spent in 2018 on leisure, housing and food. hmm do you know what I mean? So you could put those three together, although they were very different in 1968 or... Yeah. Interesting. I think I'm going to set this one, Nick, for a few students mm. this week to see how they get on with it. Sometimes when I get students' answers back, that mm-hmm. helps me understand what is the best approach. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, but yeah, I do think maybe higher amounts... Because that, that, like you said, things that people spent a lot on in the first paragraph... Mm-hmm. And then lesser spendings in the second. And that second paragraph will be much shorter, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. There's a bit less to say here, isn't there? Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. cool. What do we think about difficulty of that one? Oh, that's a tough one. It is tough, isn't it? That's a good
1: eight or nine, I think, out of 10, that one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because there's
0: a lot of information and you could just spend all day looking at it. Mm Mm-hmm. Bit like those, you know, those pictures that when I was a kid when it just looked like dots and, and then you, you relaxed your eyes yeah, and, and it it sh- should see it. <laughs> a dolphin appeared or something. <laughs> Keep looking for the dolphin to appear and it doesn't. So, yeah, if you've been confused by that one, I understand. But, Nick, just when you thought it was time for us to go and eat our dinner, <laughs> have a look at this one from Test 4. Oh. Now, you really can think about this, so maybe have it, read the introduction and then we'll, we'll probably pause the recording.
1: <laughs> All right. The graph below shows the number of shops that closed and the number of new shops that opened in one country between 2011 and
0: 2018. Hmm. What happened in 2015? Right, exactly. <laughs> Nothing closed. Mm-hmm. Impossibly. Um... So what we'd usually want to do, wouldn't we, for a line graph, again, Mm -hmm. is they're all about changes. What increased and what decreased. This is kind of similar, though, to the line graph we had, which we discussed, I don't know, last year, which was, I think it's the line graph which shows how many visitors stayed on an island. Oh, the
1: island, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And a cruise ship and the total. Mm -hmm. Now, that was a bit different because it had a total... Mm so I was thinking, well, this is kind of similar to that, maybe, because mm-hmm. you've got openings and closings. But, I mean, if if you're looking here, wouldn't it be lovely if, I don't know, the number of shops that closed went down throughout the period and the number of op- shops that opened went up, mm-hmm. or if they were the same? I mean, do we have any clear increases or decreases on this chart, Nick?
1: Well, I think overall, the number of out- closures is definitely higher. Um, it's consistently higher, except in 2015 and 2011.
0: Right. So that is definitely true. Mm-hmm. Right. So closures is definitely higher.
1: But, but both of them, actually, the trend is negative for both of them because they both end much lower than they began. So it. they
0: end much lower. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So mm-hmm. from the start to the end, they end much lower. But mm-hmm. what I do think is kind of important for this chart is that...
1: The relationship that, between them?
0: Well, it's the relationship between them, mm-hmm. I think, is important. And also, you know... And I use a particular chart on my course for my students. Mm -hmm. um, And they often come a cropper, Nick, which means that they fail or they get tripped up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we focus a lot in the course on increases, decreases, increases, decreases. What's increasing? What's decreasing? Mm -hmm. But sometimes I think now I also not always using increase, decrease, but fluctuating and Mm -hmm. stable. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think for this chart, yeah. they closures and openings both fluctuate, don't they? They do. But actually, they do fluctuate in rather similar ways, don't they?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So they both decrease in the first year.
1: Then increase.
0: And then they kind of increase. Then they both decrease to 2015. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, that one stays stable. And then at the end, they're more sort of like relatively... Stable. Stable. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think what you said is great closures were sorry. What is it? There were more. Generally, more shops. generally
1: there were more closures every year than, than, than openings except yeah. in two years.
0: Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So mm-hmm. you could say, you know, yeah, the number of closures was higher than openings in every year, except mm-hmm. 2011 and 2015. Mm-hmm. Usually exceptions of one year, but for this chart, as I said before, who cares? <laughs> You've just got to get something down. Mm-hmm. Haven't you? Um, I think that I mean I think if you were quite good you you might want to say something like you know it's clear that closures and openings um both fluctuated although both saw similar patterns in most years
2: mm-hmm.
0: despite wider variations or something yeah um yeah i mean i do this, think it? <laughs> it's really difficult because i kept thinking is there again i am looking for the dolphin mm. right Is it obvious that there are more openings than closures over the whole period? Not really, because it's kind of confusing. Do you know what I mean? Like, closures is higher, but then in that 2015, nothing shut. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's a huge dip, so it's hard to understand. Um, Yeah. I mean, you might also want to say, yeah, that they had very similar patterns. Um, You might, again, say, you know, with most openings happening in 2011 mm-hmm. and few or fewest. and fewest closings happening closures happening in 2015 mm-hmm. so you could do the most and the fewest here i thought while most shops opened in 2011
1: mm-hmm.
0: fewest closed in 2015 as a little comparison mm-hmm. but again i i don't see anything really obvious here that you know apart from highest lowest and that as you say closures you know which year has got the highest and lowest of each yeah and that closures were higher in general yeah in terms of organization Mm. when we've got a traditional line graph which has got five six different lines on it Mm -hmm. we would um probably group them in terms of the increases or the decreases Mm -hmm. right so you might put you know, three countries that saw petrol prices increasing in paragraph, in the first paragraph, and then mm-hmm. three that saw them decrease in the second paragraph.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We, would that? I mean, we've only got two things here. <laughs> so would we want to put, I don't know, openings in the first paragraph and closings in the second paragraph?
1: I think I probably would do it like that. Would you? I probably would. And I'd probably try to... Because, I, I mean, it's it, you don't want to be going through each year individually, I think.
2: Oh,
0: but I don't know what else. I just think that, the only, if you do that, you're going to struggle to make comparisons maybe. That's the
1: thing, isn't it? Yeah. That is the thing. So, that so
0: if you did them together, mm-hmm. I don't know, it might look something like in 2011, there mm. were more, more, sh- many more, you know, more shops opened than closed. So like, what's that? Eight and a half thousand compared to roughly six and a half thousand. Mm-hmm. However, the next year, both fell Although the full, although openings significantly
1: more or something, yeah,
0: fell more steeply to roughly Mm 4,000, whereas fell to Mm 5,000. And then, where you could then not do every year is maybe from 2012 to 2014, Mm -hmm. you could say, however, while openings grew steadily to 6,000 in 2014, Mm -hmm. closures rose to a peak. I guess that is a peak, actually. Yeah, it is pleasures. the highest point, isn't it? Yeah, of 7,000 before falling to the same mark. Mm-hmm. So you could do it a little bit like that.
1: That sounds like a good way, actually, to do it. I was just worried if you went through every year, you'd, you'd have way too much information.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think oh. for the first bit, I mean, I, I'd probably finish the first paragraph in 2015. Yeah. And say, however, I, in the next year... I would, I would end it in 2014. Would you?
1: And then I would do the... 2015 is the beginning of the next paragraph and then I'd probably do the same again and group 16 to 18 and say there wasn't much change. That's what I was going to say. was a small dip in 2017 for closures and there was another sort of mini peak in 2017 of openings but it fell to the final year um, and openings was or closures remained higher over the period.
0: Yeah. I think that is it. I Mm. think actually a lot of the work happens Mm -hmm for from 2011 to 2015. Yeah. And then the final 3 years, I think you could do in a couple of, like in a, in a single I mean literally sentence. one sentence mm-hmm. or two sentences mm-hmm. because then, you know, they remained relative while, well, you know, what was it? Closures remained almost the same mm-hmm. or despite a minor dip, mm-hmm. fluctuations stayed the same and then fell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if you do them together, so it's like you're gonna to have to then use language like experienced a sharper fall. So it's a lot oh, of comparing, isn't it? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. yeah. Or, you know, rose more, reached the same level.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Now, interestingly here, because as a teacher, you know, I've been teaching students for years to use the word overtake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In in two thousand and twelve, mm-hmm. openings fall below closures.
1: Mm-hmm. So closures overtake. The number of closures overtook the number of openings.
0: Yeah, but I don't even know if that is overtaking, is it? Is it undertaking? Can you use overtake? I would say you could
1: use overtake for that one. Do you think? But it's just that it sounds funny because it's only the second year.
0: And both are falling. So it feels weird to say something's overtaking when they're both... No, you're right, actually. yeah, ...falling. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't know. If I don't know, how are the students (laughs) going to (laughs) know? So I do think for this one, the key features are kind of tricky because, I mean, even if you just said, oh, okay, let's do the easiest one possible. Closures and openings both saw wide fluctuations Mm -hmm. with most openings happening in 2011 Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and most closures happening, we could say in 2013. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So... You've got fluctuations, which has changed, and you've got the most of each. Mm -hmm. That is as simple as it gets, isn't it?
2: Um,
0: If you want to get much more complicated, you might want to say both saw similar patterns of change. Could do, yeah. Or both saw similar patterns of fluctuating change. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, with most openings happening in 2011 and fewer closures in 2015. Mm -hmm. I like the most and the fewer there. Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
1: Very tricky.
0: But Nick it's not easy that is no. it
1: that's, that's, that's going to be an, a, a ten in terms of yeah. difficulty for me.
0: <laughs> I think it is definitely for me as well um but I do think if you for this one, for some line graphs you don't want to be describing if you've got you know six items you don't want to be doing them all at the no, you know all you for the first time no. no, you want to separate them mm-hmm. as you can listen back to our old episode, but for this one as we've just got the two items, I think you've got to do them together. Mm-hmm. As it's the only way to make comparisons. Yeah. Oh wow. Hands up if you're tired. <laughs> Definite wide mix there. Mm. No flow charts. No flow charts. Yeah, and there's were a couple of flow charts in book 16, weren't mm. there? Um but I just don't think I've ever seen such a, a, a big difference between test two. Mm-hmm. The nice little table, the nice couple of pie charts, mm. and then test three and test four the, the bar horrible, chart, <laughs> yeah, really difficult. so if you have tried these um, before, you might want to go back and have a look at them again based mm-hmm. on what Nick and I or the advice that we've given today. I do think increasingly getting a good score about reports is just understanding what what is your approach going to be, what you're going to put in the first Specific details, paragraph, what are you going to put in the second? Mm-hmm. And once you've got that, I think it becomes a lot easier. Not a lot, but a little bit easier. A little bit easier. <laughs> right, good. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us today. I hope all of that made sense. <laughs> um, it was not an easy lesson, so well done if you've made it that far. And a reward will be a much easier and useful lesson next week mm-hmm. about paragraph writing, how to use details in your examples or details in your extensions of your arguments. Something that ChatGPT couldn't do. No, exactly. Well remembered, Nick. All right. All right. We'll take care until next week. Bye-bye. My IELTS Classroom Podcast is a production of My IELTS Classroom Limited. Nick and I do not represent IELTS and everything you heard in this episode is our own personal opinion. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on our blog. That's blog.myieltsclassroom.com and if you're looking for our video courses, speaking lessons and marking service, you can find that at www.myieltsclassroom.com. If you have a question or query or just want to chat, you can email Nick and I at hello at my IELTS classroom.com. Our theme music is by Heartbeat and our artwork is produced by David Brown. Have a great week, study hard, and remember this
1: is, is my IELTS classroom. classroom.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.